And we're live. <clears throat> Welcome to the Unsolicited VoiceOver Podcast, Episode 5. Alright, hello everyone. Uh, we've got two noobs in us today. <laughs> Such noobs. Introduce yourselves. I'll go first. Um, hello, I'm J.R. Knight. I am an aspiring voice actor. And, yeah... Um, well, I'm Zero. Uh, I've been here before. No, you haven't. Sure be being... Oh, okay. <laughs> Darn it. Ah, ah, I've been exposed. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone pretty much knows me, unless you haven't watched previous episodes. So, uh, hi. I'm a co-host. Yeah, this is, this is Zero. He's a bit weird, and we won't worry about him. Anyway, before we get started with the episode, <sighs> got interesting things to talk about today. I'm excited about today's episode. Uh, but before then, a little bit of a sponsored segment... And we're back. Wow, it's amazing. You guys, I, I must always think that every time we do a sponsor segment, people on the podcast are like, what was that it? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I want my money back, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this first question absolutely has to be asked every single podcast, everyone who comes on. What's the worst mistake you've made thus far in your voiceover career, mister? Hmm. I'd say, so the first one for me is, um, originally when I was a lot younger, I thought about getting into acting quite a fair bit. Um, I was, I did a bit of like the drama clubs when I was starting off in the secondary school, but yeah, I kind of yeah. got into a state where I convinced, myse convinced myself, oh, I'll never be a good actor. I'll, I don't have the looks for anything like that. So I decided to kind of go a bit more into the background roles of creating things. But now I've just started to get back into acting and I've realized like I shouldn't have been stupid to begin with. And it doesn't matter if you're not Johnny Depp. All that matters is if you can act. So Exactly. That's a very true story. So you think it was just, you know, not carrying on your acting earlier. Do you think if you yeah. had, you would have made it into VO sooner? Well, there was, there was, I had plenty of opportunities like throughout my education years of both college university i had all the kit that i could have done stuff with and i could I, I, they even had like full-on foley studios full-on vocal booths in the university and i could yeah. have used all of that but part of me was just like kind of oh i suck i can't do this so i, I never bothered so, to try it so, so you had the equipment for a while but you just you just didn't really go for it is what you're saying yeah i i, I opted more to kind of sit behind the camera or behind the mic writing the scripts becoming that type of script yeah. gremlin because I never thought I'd be good enough to be on the front the limelight so to say but you did other stuff as well didn't you behind the camera behind the scenes you was it um like boom balling you've done previously sorry what's that boom arming you done with booms microphones shotgun microphones oh yeah I, I, I have done um I've done I was a sound I did some sound work as a, um, a boom operator for a yeah. couple, couple of short films you got to have some good arm strength for that, because that gets tiring very quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if you got to have like a like an eighteen foot or whatever, how long the boom balls are. They're huge, aren't they? Sometimes, mm -hmm. got crazy constraints on them. But you did that. How was that? What was that like? I never actually enjoyed being a um a boom operator personally. It, for me, I was because because you're I'm sat focusing like you're lifting the the mic by your head. You're like, oh god, don't drop into shot, don't drop into shot. I hate this. Someone yeah, end my suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, do, do you still have like a shotgun microphone with you or do you not have those? Was that more of like a thing with a company you were with? 
I, I've got um, so I the university would always they had, we had our own like production rental kit things. So we'd rent things out from the universities, but yeah, yeah. I do have because the universe. Whenever they um their stock gets old, they tend to do an auction. So I had I did pick up a portable Tascam recorder, which is getting desk on, dust on my desk right now. So yeah, the university auctions are great. They really do sell some great bits of kit. I remember buying a lot of my equipment from university auctions. I think the, the funniest story is like university were selling unused like camera drones because. In a kind of um, an excited state of, oh, drone cameras, they're going to be so cool, they're going to be so cool, let's get two in. They get two in and go, oh, wait, we need licenses. <laughs> Chip. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the licensing came out after the like drone cameras became more popular, didn't it? I remember that oh, in yeah. the UK. It wasn't like a, they were very late to uh, legislate it. It's because budding hobbyists were like, oh, I'm going to fly this drone near an airplane and get a cool airplane <laughs> shot. What can go wrong? <laughs> what can go wrong? I remember that. Huh. Did, I, did, uh, I remember the news did, stories. Did a drone ever go into a plane's engine? Yes. Did that ever happen? Oh. Yeah, uh, they wh like, they flew them and they like hit people, <laughs> gone into planes, like gone into engines. They've like... Are they, they're like they... spying on people in their bedrooms and big high city rises. <laughs> like, oh, they, they go up to all sorts of stuff and they still do. Wait, um, you can't have... really detect drones if they're flying really far, uh, high ahead. And if you've got your little phone camera with you and the signal's great, you can you can take them pretty far away. The range, range of some of the yeah. drones is incredible. Um, have they caused any plane crashes? Uh, Not that I know of. They've, no, caused, like, they've so. caused flight delays. Like the moment any okay. air, airport sees a drone they're like nope shut it down shut everything down yeah yeah because i would think if i mean i don't know i don't know how large drones can be but i would think if uh one large enough got into a uh, plane engine it might cause it to crash i don't know oh, even smaller ones than that you could definitely bust the engine out well i think um most yeah. most airline operators are trained to you know fly unless it's on a single engine uh you know, you can still fly a plane if an engine goes bust. Yeah. You can fly it with two. And you can actually, if all your engines go down, you can. I think you can still land up yeah. to certain Boeings. I don't think the really big ones, you can still land those. But the, the smaller ones, you still can. So it's not it's not end, end, end of the world, but it's like, it's pretty close. The engines go, it's just falling with style. Yeah, falling with style, mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, drone flying is terrible. But that's interesting. Don't do I mean, it, kids. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't fly drones. <laughs> that's that's just fascinating me though. You did uh, sort of boom operate, and you had your like shotgun microphone. And never thought to get into VO. I don't know. Shotgun mics the dreams for me. I just love them for voiceover. They're amazing. I want to get more. I don't know, man. You sound a bit grainy with it. <laughs> 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 yeah, now you're gonna make me paranoid for the rest of my life. Does it, does oh. it sound good? Does it, is it all right? Is everyone just a yes man around me? I don't know. I don't know is, which. Is it pointing in the right direction? Is it pointing in the right direction? Oh no! It's one millimeter to the left. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that this one is not some. Yes, some shotgun microphones are that extreme, but this one is not too bad, thankfully. If you're like loud enough. Unless you're being really quiet and at a distance and decide, oh yeah, let's uh, let's just go off axis. Yeah, my it's my fine. university had like the, the the fucking crazy ones, the ones that um. So it's more for the wildlife filmmaking students that um. Yeah, you could, and you could just super long. 
you point you point it in a direction you're like i want to get that duck that's like a thousand feet away and i want to hear it and you just point it there and it catches it it's insane the range on it yeah well even even this one which is a shorter a much shorter one i have pointed it out my window and i could definitely obviously amongst background noise still pick up my neighbors talking about politics in their back garden across the road it really is insane well, they they should they should call those uh, sniper rifle mics. Sniper mics. Why why do I have yeah, this like image mics. of like of these like these perfect people in their back garden having like a pleasant conversation? You just see this boom arm slowly <laughs> oh. start to creep out the window. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't no. do that. I had the in window <laughs> open a job. Took the little mic stand up to the window, just pointed it at them, and then cranked the gain all the way as high as I could put it, and then um, yeah, I just I just listened. With this, with this, I was just there listening. I was like, "Oh, they don't like X, Y, Z person." I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> this is so, so just takes all their privacy away." These come just, just there your, your notebook, taking notes. Ooh, this is so yeah. much fun. I can see why the NSA do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, spying without drones. Spying nice. without drones, exactly. Just get. Like these uber long length shotgun microphones that cost like two grand, just stick them out your window and listen. <laughs> yeah, flawless. Yeah, don't even don't even bother. Like what they don't bother being voiceover. Buy yourself a long shotgun microphone, stick it out the window, and record your neighbors speaking to each other as folly. <laughs> <laughs> they post those conversations on threesound.org. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think I actually have a free sound.org account. When I was doing university, I, I um, I, the first thing I did was the first year, they gave me a microphone. And I'm like, I'm just going to record everything. And I had like one gig of just audio files of everything I could record. I'm like, what do I do with these now? Stuck them up on freesound.org. Even to this day, even though it's like four years old, I still get comments saying, good job. This was so awesome. This is what I needed. Thank you. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun thing when you have like a shotgun microphone is you start like, oh, I can record sound effects with this actually. Uh, and then you just start recording random stuff. R super random. You're like, oh, I can record my door opening. And you just do random stuff yeah. like that and I can record the sound of my keyboard or my lamp turning on and off and yeah it's just or, or it goes vice versa when you got like pet animals like a dog or something you're pointing the microphone you're like come on bark bark and then they bark and you realise that you turn the gain up too high and they clip, <laughs> yeah, and they clip the mic yeah, yeah. <laughs> they bark and they clip that mic yeah. See, I, don't think, I don't think my dog would even bark he'd just look at me and he's like what are you doing you're, you're a yeah, I mean, stop <laughs> Yeah, your doggo's kind of chill, isn't he? Yeah. Although he's... he doesn't, he does not like wearing sunglasses. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Not. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Contrast I, to try that. I did want to kind of try and set the topic back on. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> God, we get sidetracked uh... in this podcast, don't we? What I was going to ask was, you have the most obnoxious microphone. <laughs> it's so obnoxious, but oh, but I, I, I didn't it, notice. Oh, oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't even see it. How do you know it's obnoxious? What is it? Sound obnoxious? <laughs> I mean, can't you just hear the pretentiousness, <laughs> the pretentiousness you, of his voice can you, can coming you not, through? Can you not hear how good my honeycomb um, pop filter is? <laughs> <laughs> So the yes. Neat King B, uh, 
I've I've looked at a lot of reviews for this, um, and I would say it's kind of of a contender for that opening spot between like there's the AT2020, AT2035, a couple of the microphones, there's like MX ones, mm. and there's the Neat King B, and people are like, yeah, the, you could buy the AT2020, or you could get this microphone which sounds way better, and they say Neat King B. You went mm. for a Neat King B. What is it like? Is it good? Is it that well, good? I have both an AT2020 and a Neat King B. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> ultimate comparison time. Exactly. And you prefer Definitive. the Neat King B? Oh, I definitely do. The um, AT2020, you kind of get that metal twang in the voice. I don't know if people notice that. Yeah. Yeah, whilst, whilst I, I this, do. With this voice, it's a bit more It's a bit more smooth, a bit more... It, it complements the voice a bit better, I think. Yeah, and I definitely think um, the AT2020... I don't know. Everybody seems to recommend it, and we did too. Especially, and I think I'd still recommend it if you can get it in a bundle with, um, you know, an interface. An interface, if, yeah. But if you can't get it in a bundle with an interface, it, and you've, you know, you're going to spend like close to, I don't know, one hundred and eighty or two hundred dollars anyway, uh, you might as well just go and get like a Star Scarlet Solo and a Neat King B because it will be, like, for most B. people, uh, uh -huh. nice. yeah, it will be for most people like the kind of end game microphone. You won't need to buy anything else. I mean, um, I, th I think it competes around the. Um, I've seen a lot of comparisons on YouTube that it's, it's like, what's the price range? You put it up against other two hundred dollar, like two and a half, two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollar mics, and it competes pretty well. Yeah, and, especially against the was it the Rhodes range? I think it's the NT one, NT one A, and maybe NT two. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. Also, they have the um, the cheaper version. I think the Worker B, which I've heard is also good for vocals. It's not great for instrumental work. I just got the. Um, the King B, because I'm like, ah, £80, why not? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like nothing in the microphone world. I cried a little bit, because I'm like, oh, I got this, I've logged in, it sounds so much better. Why did I buy an AT2020 for? Why did all these reviews tell me to do it? Yeah. What, what are you going to buy next? Do you think you're going to get another microphone? Or are you going to, obviously you're going to um, wait a while, probably, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this microphone for now. I think I'm definitely getting a new interface soon. I'm torn between... Either getting the Focusrite Scarlet, the third gen, or getting the um, Solid State Logic 2. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm at this middle ground place where I'm questioning is, the Solid State Logic 2 is like an extra £50, but what increase am I getting on top of that? Am I paying £50 just for like a 10% marginal increase? or? Yeah, or is there any increase at all? That's the question. Yeah. I do know that the yeah, preamps are, are better, but I'm currently using a Behringer 202C and... I don't ever max out the gain. I don't know it's the lower quality preamps. Yeah, and I think as as long as you're, I mean, eventually, apparently, you can get these like dedicated uh, preamps that aren't interfaces that are supposed to be amazing. Um, oh, I there is. Know, I, I know. know the, I do know the reason behind that. So I think because USB interfaces are powered by the USB um, cable, you get interference through that. So the best the best interface solution is something with a separate power supply to the USB connection, because then it keeps them separate and you don't get the crossover interference. Wait, yours is powered by only USB? Yeah, mine's only powered by USB, my interface. Oh, wow. I think the Scarlet's powered by power, and so's the so's mine as well. Mine's got an external brick. Scarlet wow. is uh, USB as well. Wait, yeah, is Scarlet, it really? Scarlet is pure yeah. USB, yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. No, that's crazy. Uh, if I Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so you don't have to plug it in anywhere else at all. It is a good nope. portable option. Wow. Yeah. It's no, uh, mine's uh, 
Mine's full on power supply. You gotta plug it into the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, higher end ones would uh, would go that route. I don't think the Claret does that though. Surprisingly, it's still USB. It's just USB C instead of three point one. Yeah, I think you can put a little bit more juice if you have. Uh, I know there's some actual Thunderbolt three uh, interfaces which are a little bit more pricey. Supposedly those are supposed to be good. I think they're also wall outlet requirements though, um, and I think those are the ones like the crazy expensive ones that got that stupidly high sample rate, like three sixty five kilohertz or something dumb like that. 365? Yeah, it's like Why? it's like a stupidly high sample rate that nobody ever uses, and you record two seconds, and it's 10 gigs gone. You're like, well, what the hell is the point in that? It's like me and my cameras. Yeah. Oh, I can record 4K raw. Oh, I've got no computer storage left. <laughs> I mean, people, people, are all, uh, people are already claiming that uh, 192 is pointless. I mean, I, mean, I, I think most... it is largely, because I think, I think yeah. at the end of the day, because just demands for you know your file compression and the way file changing happens when you're recording in the uh 48 kilohertz there's the 48 kilohertz mp3 codec that goes along with it and obviously compression yeah. isn't always file compression i should specify it isn't always the best thing but for things like games where they need to keep the file size down and you know uh, sort of things anything that goes on youtube where there's going to be compression if you because you have to bear in mind that sample rate conversion between 192 and 48 is like a process of itself. And if the quality isn't there, you lose way more quality by converting than you would if you just recorded it in 48K in the first place. So I think um, in most applications, 48K is fine, but it's because it is always going to be mixed down to either 48 or 44.1 anyway. Yeah. Like I haven't heard anything that's not been in that kind of zone I, i've read some articles suggesting that 92 might be the way going forward eventually i thought it was 96 that might be it sorry it might it might be 96 i, I remember reading I mean, about it, it that it, much. that it was we might be heading that way but even then that's the kind of um the debate i have with like 4k screens on phones and stuff it's no one's gonna notice Really? Yeah, that's the crazy thing, isn't it? When you see, like, I mean, I love Samsung phones for their amazing screens, but, like, what is the point in having the resolution so high? Like, yeah, you, you put it up I, against I a 1080p one, too. and you're like, well, they just they just look exactly the same. Obviously, Samsung screens are pretty fantastic in terms of color accuracy and other things, but, like, mm. in terms of pixels, you're like, resolution. Oh, yeah, there's, there's just no difference. And most when, of the time, because the battery life is terrible, you don't go full resolution anyway. You're not going to notice until you, get, until you get a magnifying glass. Go, look how close they look. You can't even see the pixels. Isn't that yeah, amazing? Yeah, or with, um, I, I mean, I got the uh, Gear VR shipped with mine because um, that was that promo that was going on at the time. And then, obviously, you can see the pixels, but that's because it's a VR thing. You always see the pixels. Do they at least allow you to adjust the resolution? Because otherwise, well, yeah, it's creating yeah. another... Okay. okay. Yeah, they adjust. You, you can go... From, I think it's like 1440 is the like highest it can go, and you normally have it like 1080 or whatever. Oh, and okay. there's no difference. There's literally no visible difference. You're like, oh, right. But it saves you like... It gives you like an hour more battery life on a full charge yeah. by doing so, so you might as well do it. Way more battery, yeah. And especially if you're loading up apps that do dumb things like make it take advantage of the full like resolution like facebook will and then you use up way more battery life anyway that was a tangent on phones phones yeah with tech people, apparently now i mean they I have mean, mics if phones have microphones booth, they're all terrible booth, booth junkie did a um, yeah. video on converting a phone into a um 
a usable vocal mic. I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw that one, but I saw the thumbnail. Oh for it. yeah, you're right. I did see the thumbnail. For I, that, and I was thinking, did not uh, see it. I'm going to skip that one because I don't believe it's going to sound any better than anything I can reproduce here. So well, no, it's just it's just a super fear because we've spent a lot of money on microphone kit, and if it turns out that mobile phones are like usable, what have we done with our lives? Yeah, but they're probably not usable though, are they? I mean, they they might be usable if you want to go into like a really terrible gacha life. <laughs> but like other than like that niche everything think, else they're gonna be like just get an xlr you should, i think you if, you, if you've got a deep bassy voice and you're just doing that kind of that low talking narration type thing the phone might be fine the phone mics peak like any anyone's business so yeah you're not going to do. be doing any screaming any acting you, you might just be doing um yeah generic um infomercials or something like that yeah. yeah, but don't don't phone mics kind of take out everything except the highs? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I would guess so. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think they're so just probably... they're ultra small capsule as well, you have to remember. So yeah. like the like the breath speaking into them would be horrible, other kinds of things. I don't know. I just wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Not if you can yeah, help. I mean it. I, I just I wouldn't think it would be good for bassy voices, especially not my voice if I want to get all lower. Yeah, especially lower if you get loud, right yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, I, I can't see it sounding good or imagine it. No. All right, now here's, uh, God, we're, we're blasting through the topics today. This is amazing. I wrote this out and I'm like, well, we might actually get through it in like a short form episode. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Anyway, next question I actually have, this is open to both of you, is uh, what do you guys get vocal coaching and when do you think you're going to get it? Hmm. Would I and when would I? Yeah, so you're starting out as a voice actor. You've, you know, done some auditions, maybe got cast for a role or two. You got an XLR microphone and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to pursue this as a career. When, what point would you say is it time to get some, you know, not necessarily paid. Yeah, let's say paid, paid voice coaching, specifically for voice acting. When, when is the right paid. time? Do you ever do it? I don't think Paid there's... voice coaching. Uh, oh, sorry, you go can ahead, go. Sarah. Okay. Oh, um... I uh i i don't think i really would pay for it at least not right now um unless there's someone who offers like a, a free trial of like one session and i can see how it goes oh i think they uh, definitely do we'll, we'll give you like you know some kind of outline and it's just like anything really you know if you go and pay for counseling or something there's always a trial session and you can just see how it goes whether you like it or drop it if you don't like some kind of introduction lessons they get a sense of your voice your potential and they can build a plan around that on how to improve you like a personal trainer uh, in the gym or something like that yeah but yeah, it's one of those but, things but, where i wouldn't want to pay for that first session because you're just yeah, there sat exactly. speaking to them but it's like it's yeah. when you want to get down to the real nitty-gritty things i i don't know if you can right. do that straight away which is a bit of yeah, a difficult you, thing you can't really you can't really tell whether or not it's going to be useful or worth it just based on the intro session like i had an intro session charles knows this i had an intro session like yesterday with someone uh for singing oh, yeah, that's she's right. doing it for yeah. free and um yeah the intro session was nice and short but i have no idea how the other sessions are going to be because they're probably going to be longer and focused on not finding out what my voice is like uh so i'd have to i'd have to get an actual lesson past the introduction lesson to, to tell whether or not it's really worth my money and i'm thinking that it's probably not Either way, because uh, I think cause, like you can just, especially you know, once the lockdown and stuff's over, going to a local theatre group and getting involved with them will do oh, so yeah. much more for you 
you know, in terms of your acting ability. Because if, if you're starting out, like, there's getting microphone quality up to speed, getting yeah. recording quality up to speed, getting your audio editing quality up to speed, and then, you know, making sure your acting is where it is. Sometimes people are brilliant at acting from the start and don't have to, you know, improve that too much. But if that's one of the things we're like, oh, I could do, I, I could actually be interested in doing a little bit more acting work. Going over to a local theatre group and just, you know, if it's an improv or something or other, you could probably learn an awful lot more about, you know, acting as a human being and being very realistic with your emotions than you could by paying, you know, like whatever it is, like 50 quid for four or two or even one session with a voice coach. Even though they're specifying your voice, like you can have vocal problems, like, I don't know, a speech impediment, maybe you, uh, or, you know, got some kind of problem with that, that they might be able to help reduce. And that's something very specific to voice. But if you're talking about general acting things, you want to improve that. I don't know. It hasn't hasn't had me convinced so far, I must I think, say. I think you'd There's, get more, you get more out of, um, out of going volunteering for, like, say, um, a radio show who does drama productions or something like that. Yeah, exactly. See, or YouTube, you, like. There's there's tons of videos on YouTube, I'm sure, that cover acting and, and acting techniques, and they demo it for you. And, yeah, and I think it's, I think one tips. of the best things about the kind of you know Discord community of voice actors is there's loads of people on there who you can speak to, rather than going to a, a voice coach per se about very specific things, and they might know. And good chance are, is that people just kind of tell you if it's very specific, very short. Ah, oh, you know, am I pronouncing the word? procrastinate correctly or does it not sound right someone can immediately help you with that and it's not something you might need to go to a, a voice coaching session for um, i thought it was pronounced procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> procrastinate <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i guess it's just one of those things where i think unless you've got something that's specifically tailored to okay this is a voiceover problem that i have with my voice and i don't know how to fix it and i've googled and researched and talked to friends and nothing's helped but i suppose you can go to a voice coach but i at that point you know i wonder how they ever make their living <laughs> yeah well i mean they, it's sort of like how uh, blue keeps selling those blue yetis <laughs> yeah Probably. Yeah, they, they released the new Blue, Blue, Yeti, ugh, Blue Yeti X or something. Yes, I have exact, heard. Exact same specs, but it's a little less noisier because we're thinking about you. It's a little Wait. less noisier? Wait, <laughs> same specs, 16-bit, 48 kilohertz cap, and they just lowered the noise floor. That's it? That's essentially what I, I, I took away from um, some of the reviews I was watching. Uh, well, well that's, that's pointless, isn't it? It's like it's like a two hundred yeah. bucks uh, mic as well, isn't it? Two hundred? Yeah. What? Brand new. Game. What? It's really expensive. And it's like I at mean, that you point, could get... please just buy the Neeking V and the Focusrite Scarlet Solo. It's yeah. So much better than get yourself, uh, get your Blue was, Yeti. Get yourself like a, even... a Behringer like twenty twenty quid um interface and the newer. 800 a microphone for 18 quid and it'll sound probably the same as a fucking blue yeti okay no no, no. the new, the newer 800 is actually trash don't buy that <laughs> I've, i got or, it because I, I was like i've got not? i've got two of them i've got two of them <laughs> i think they're i think they're amazingly bad they make you sound so unbelievably terrible you will accurately convince people that you're talking down your phone, which for my purposes at the time was great because <laughs> that's what i was going uh, for I all other my... purposes though nah I think my first three so, auditions on Casting Cool Club were with the newer 800. So, so are mine. Pick, pick they're terrible. 
They were really so bad. So big surprise. Like a Chinese-made mics are bad. Who, who, who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Just don't buy any microphone on Amazon that isn't like a trusted brand if you're new to things. Unless you've done extensive amounts of research. Like, it's the same with anything. If you want to get a decent product and you want to spend the right amount of money for you, then you should look into something that's been well-established. You know, it's... I hate to say common sense, but it is. <laughs> wow, God, we blasted yeah. through this. All right. Oh, no, I still got one more thing I wanted to ask you as well. Demo reel. Ooh. Yeah. You going to make one? I know I should. I've been, I've been holding off on making mine because I was saying to myself, right, I need to get around five projects. If I work on five projects, I've got experience enough there. I think I'm justified to make a demo reel. Yeah, because I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you've kind of made it as a voice actor and you have something called a visual reel where you've been in, I don't know, animated series mm. or games or something, it's basically just a collection of all the previous work you've done. And in a sense, a character reel is actually kind of designed to do that is, okay, here's a list of all the characters and emotions that I can portray as an actor. Please mm. peruse and select one that you like. Uh, that's the kind of goal of a demo and if you obviously if you haven't been in loads of projects and had a chance to really refine those characters, it can be a very difficult thing to make. However, I don't know. I think uh, you know once you've got a certain, you know, if you work on something, maybe that's something, that's what voice coaches are for. Maybe it's for inventing new characters <laughs> that you haven't played yet. Maybe we found what the purpose of them is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, maybe not the blue yeti equivalent after all. Maybe not. Maybe they'll be useful for something. I'm I'm doing it. I'm going to try and get into it in uh, in the server, boys. I'm going to try run some vo voice coaching sessions. Just do like normal theater stuff and see Could, if uh, it oh, helps anyone. I'd love that. Couldn't you also speak to script supervisors for characters? They're pretty good at um helping in that type of thing. Yeah, because this is the thing. I was thinking, um, you know, people sometimes when they make their demos, they get like someone to write their script. Uh, I know someone who I'm helping make their demo is got. Uh, I can't remember. I think this is Jeff. Jeff. Uh, I think, was it his girlfriend? I think he's getting to write his script, um, who does like script writing. And I think, yeah, because anybody who does script writing has probably worked with a variety of characters and knows how to shape the dialogue to fit a character, which is an important thing, I think. You know, I remember, it's I not the most was... important. Like, hitting the emotions is the most important. Well, actually, having not terrible microphone quality, <laughs> then the yeah. mix not being bad. Because remember, like, when people pick up your demo reels, they're going to listen to the first five seconds and decide whether or not they're going to continue. And if the mix is terrible and the emotion isn't there, they're probably just going to turn it off. <laughs> like, let's yeah. be honest. Um, so, and yeah. then it comes down to, all right, well, what about adding all the extra flourishing things on top of it? Like, is are the voices actually useful? Could you see a character play them? Is the dialogue good? Now, these are things that will get you the parts, and they're important, but, like, you know, there's other things to consider first. That was one of the yeah, advantages, I, advantages I had at university where we did, had to set an entire module dedicated to the script writing process, and... How do you write characters? What are their yeah. what are their emotions? What what is their driving factor? Yeah, character driven stories will always be the best stories and will always portray the best emotions. So if you're coming up with a demo reel, take it from a character perspective rather than from a um oh, I'm just gonna throw an old thing in there. <laughs> Here's some of the voices yeah. I can do. I can do Mickey Mouse. Ha ha. Like, <sighs> I can sound like an old woman. I've actually seen uh, people on casting call. So I've actually seen people on casting call with blue yetis making demo reels, multiple demo reels, and uh, they don't even add like background music or sound effects. 
Well, I think sometimes. Um, I've actually heard a couple of demo reels of, uh, of people, of character reels, sorry, that have just specifically not had any background music or sound effects. And they've basically done everything but that stuff. And it's been okay because they've just, yeah. I don't know, they just made perhaps a creative decision that they weren't, didn't have the right music collection or didn't have anyone, they didn't want to hire out a proper mixer to get it done. So they said, right, I'm just going to focus purely on the acting. Here it is. There we go. And, and it can work. I definitely think that kind of approach can work, it's, especially it's, if you really want to be like, oh, my voice is super different. And you don't want there to be anything, you know, as distinguishing long as you can, factors. As long as, you can nail, as long as you can nail that emotion, you can sell it. You don't need the background track because then people are completely encapsulated in that performance. Yeah. But, and it's almost it's almost more impressive if you can encapsulate a director to listen to your whole demo reel and cast you with no kind of background music or effects going on. That means, you you, you know, you're, if you... I think if you sent your demo reel on with no effects and stuff to a friend and you said, hey, this, what does this sound purely from an acting point? And they said, you know what, I listened to the whole thing. You're probably actually at the point where it's ready to be mixed then, uh, come to think of it. That would be a good way. Or maybe I'll tell Jeff that. That's a good idea. Yeah, just, make sure, just make, sure don't... Se- make sure you send to friends who actually know what they're talking about because I can send things to my friends like, oh, that is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm like, really? Because I peaked there, there, and there, and I yeah. didn't pronounce that word correctly. You are the yeah. worst person to critique my shit. Yeah, this is the thing. You really have yeah. to avoid the yes men in your life and get people who will tell you bluntly whether or not something is good. So in other words, avoid your family. D- don't don't get them to critique anything. Yeah, don't bother. Unless, your family unless... don't know anything. All right, they're morons in terms Un- of voice acting and real acting. Unless... They always are. Unless they're, they're siblings that don't like you. <laughs> then, sure. Yeah, but they'll probably tell you it's bad, whether it's bad or good. <laughs> yeah, despite no, you. it's true, but... Yeah, well, I mean, maybe Charles, that, that is the correct mindset. Be... Everything you ever do is bad. You can Didn't... always improve. Nothing is good. <laughs> Nothing is good. <laughs> Having a good demo reel is such a weak mindset. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Is, is that... Is that something you've been told? <laughs> no, it's, it's, that, it's that Yu-Gi-Oh um, character who's like, what is it? Uh, uh, I can't remember what the full quote what? is now. It's a Kaiba or something like that. Yeah, it is. Kaiba, yeah, and Seto then, Kaiba. Uh, <laughs> and then that or one Ka- switch Ka- 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 Kaiba's famous quote where he's like, you're a, th- you're a second-rate duelist for third-rate deck. <laughs> <laughs> you're a second-rate duelist with a third-rate deck. You're a second-rate voice actor with a third-rate microphone. <laughs> and Oof. your demo reel was such a weak mindset. <laughs> what, was it like Heart of the Cards is such a weak mindset? That was probably it. No, it was um, uh, it was something about losing, about not caring about losing. I think that's what it was. Oh, So hard not oh. to think of the, the abridged Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I cro- like, I've never what, seen what, it. What, I've been what, recommended what's it. Little Karibo? Yeah, what's, what's the abridged yeah. and what's the original series? They just crossed me. I don't know which one's real. <laughs> I'm, me too. Me too. <laughs> Wait, really? Is that genuinely a thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one time when I actually went back and watched from episode one of, of uh, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! All the way till... I don't know, probably the same point I stopped watching the abridged. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, I can't really hear these. Ca- it just sounds so wrong for these characters not to have their abridged voices. <laughs> well, what, what's going on? Seven Kaiba See, that's has... with Seven Deadly Sins and me. I, I went back and watched, tried to rewatch Seven Deadly Sins. Like, he's not Scottish. He's like, what? This is mad. It doesn't even work. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bryce yeah. Pappenbrook. Your voice acting quality is not as good as this random Scotsman on the internet. See you later. <laughs> Oof. 
Yeah, just uh, rinse him, why don't you? Exactly, he won't mind. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go to a, a sponsored segment briefly. Yes. Alright, here we go. Have you been wanting a revival of old memes? No. Then we've got the perfect product for you. Flextate is back. Now with the power to assist with your secular exorcism. Recently encountered a demon on the internet? You're a high-voice smoker with no lungs. <laughs> Demons can be nasty business, but we've got you covered. Find yourself a standard pancake recipe and add 1.5 liters of vodka and 200 milliliters of bleach. It will cleanse your insides. Guaranteed. Warning, may cause your arm to drop off. In case your arm drops off, you can now use all new flex tape to flex on your friends with a tape prosthetic. So, what are you waiting for? Get your all new tape prosthetic now. Only 99 .99 .99. And we're back. There we go. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed today's sponsor. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> it was magic, magical. So very magical. So very magical. We're going to make right. loads of money on that one, I reckon. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I almost burst out laughing during it. <laughs> so so did I. I had myself muted. I literally muted I, myself on the GoXLR. I was like, I'm going to laugh. I, I was like, I could hear the uh, your eye voice smoke with no lungs going. I was like, oh, no, I need to mute this. Yeah. I, I was tempted. I was almost going to mute myself. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no. I'll oh, hold it out. Deadpan it. Yeah, I'll hold it out. In a deadpan. Oh, I can resist. Yeah. The, ble the bleach got yeah. me. I just, look, I just look at it and went, okay, I'm going to go crouch in the corner and laugh into the quiet part of the mic. <laughs> You're a high-voice smoker with no lungs. <laughs> Love that. I just, it's the best part. I, I, I... High-voice smoker. And it's just so, uh, it's so random. Um, I also must give credit as well. This was somebody who I was talking to and actually, I think it was Sea Dog server. The name was Nugget. They, we basically were talking absolute nonsense in the voice chat and then uh, somehow this script came out of it and then eventually from that, the ad you just listened to. So, um, I think... I think every other episode, I'm going to attempt to include a fake ad because uh, it's although, just it's just so dumb. It has to be done. Unsolicited voiceover. Although technically, that high voice smoker was technically from me, wasn't it? Yeah, that was from you. <laughs> yeah, that was I don't even know how it came up. I don't like, remember we either. We were talking. We were talking, and somehow smoking came up, and probably how it was bad for you, and then people with high voices and. Yeah. A lack of, I, I don't even, I can't reel. even recreate it. It's going it in is. your demo reel. It is, like, it is like going said, in my uh, demo reel. I like I said, smoking is probably bad for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're not yeah. sure on that one yet. It depends what you smoke. Probably. Probably bad for you, but um, do your own but research. Then again, my, my, <laughs> then again, my doctor from the 1930s says it helps with your, vo your vocal stuttering, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. If you, if well. You, well, it turns out, if you ever need to uh, voice act a chain smoker, smoking really will help you get into character. <laughs> yeah. Blame, uh, I don't recommend that. Please don't do that. Yeah. There's actually some people who do smoke just to get that extra grit or whatever they get from it. I don't know. Like, I think why you can you can add all kinds of grit and take it away and gruffness and all kinds of stuff. You don't need to like yeah. do stuff to your voice to sound gritty. Right. It's just it's just a technique. I don't. What? What are you saying? I don't, I don't have to drink half a bottle of whiskey when I'm playing a drunk character. What? Okay, what? now that's a different thing. For every single drunk audition I've done, I've had beers in the booth and was drinking them. So I think <laughs> no, that definitely helps. The only problem is. You get more and more slurred with your speech as it goes on, which is a slight <laughs> problem when you need to do clear voice acting. So, um, 
I wouldn't advise taking your beers in to play a drunken character in a studio, but uh, I don't know, getting a little bit buzzed if you need to do a drunken character, and as long as you can still speak, it should be fine. We do not condone drinking on this show. <laughs> we do not condone drinking. Just, Please do not drink or smoke. Or, or, uh, yeah. or follow the recipe in the fake advert. Just don't. Yeah. Don't listen to anything Charles, we say. <laughs> Charles, why, why did you put that advert in there if you knew it was going to mislead those young pups? Mis oh, Such a bad it's influence. It's not misleading. It's, <laughs> it's Mr. Charles said I should have drank bleach and now... <coughs> do I sound good? <laughs> Wow. Mommy, mommy, the unsolicited voiceover podcast said to drink bleach with your pancakes. Let's go! Uh, our first casualty. <laughs> so young. Mommy, can Too you pass soon. me the Mr. Muscle? Was that about me, can anything? Mommy, mommy, sweet mommy. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, dear mommy, sweet, sweet mommy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not affiliated with uh, Meat Canyon, but go and watch their stuff on YouTube. Meat Canyon YouTube. It's so funny. It's actually comedy gold. Includes voiceover as well. So there you go. Look, if you want to help with your voice acting, uh, go watch Meat Canyon. <laughs> go watch Meat Canyon and be prepared to drink some bleach for every second you watch. Yeah, now that you do actually, you will need an exorcism after you finish watching that. You too it can is, reach... It is cursed. You too can reach perfection by watching Meat Canyon. <laughs> uh, Never mind yes. getting a voice coach. Go on over to Meat Canyon YouTube. You'll get all the tips you need. Yeah, it'll put you in the right mindset for every role. Exactly. You won't have a weak mindset. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you'll have a broken mindset. <laughs> you will have a very broken mindset. Um, we don't support uh, breaking the mindset of fellow voice actors, but uh, this is one exception to that rule. <laughs> yeah, strict adherence to it, except uh, the exception of breaking the minds of voice actors. Exactly. But Meat Canyon yeah. is important. It's a cultural enriching experience. Yes. That's true. Uh, it's definitely enriching. Oh. <laughs> Not much else, but it's it, you will feel enriched afterwards. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> right. Okay. Alright, this is going on for far too long. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna... <laughs> Let's see if we can do something productive. With, uh, yeah, exactly. We know we know what we're doing here. We're professionals. Yeah. Every last one of us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, before we before we do come to the end of the episode, though, I will be plugging uh, the Discord server. Uh, well, you, you can find out. You can join it. Basically, it's just um, purpose of voiceover stuff. Um, if you want to get any. I, I, I don't know. How do you sell yourself as a voice coach? I'll, I'll be a great voice coach for you. No, uh, there are useful people in there who can listen to your auditions and give you some very honest, very blunt feedback. And if you ever want to audition for something that grabs the interest of someone else in the server, it can be really useful for doing stuff like that. And there's a lot of audio technical help on there. There's Basically, it's just a useful server. If you're familiar with the uh, Voice Acting Club server, it's very much totally like that. Uh, except yeah. a more close-knit group of people, and there isn't any professionals in there. Well, there's some, but... Yeah. Well, if you um, feel like having your ego shattered uh, utterly, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you think you're a good voice actor and uh, you want to put yourself to the test, come in a voice chat with me and we'll, we'll listen to some of your auditions, shall we? And uh, I'll be sure to burst your bubble because there will be something wrong with them and I will hear it and I will tell you. 
Hey there, friend. Are you feeling good about your life? Well, why don't you come over here and we'll see about fixing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Like Fix that real good. <laughs> Hello there. Are you feeling really good about your current voiceover status? Then join the voice acting compendium. We'll make sure to turn that one around for you. No problem. No fee. We're, fam we're famous coaching lines like, SHOW ME YOUR VOICE SCREAM! <laughs> Show me your voice scream. You may have heard us in... <laughs> and other such related products. Or, or, the, or the famous... <laughs> Anyone do a good Wilhelm scream? I've never heard someone do one. <laughs> no, I can't. No, I, I, I've never really tried, honestly, and I, I don't actually feel like trying now so oh, come um, on zero give us a rendition we got to end the podcast somehow why not with you doing a wilhelm scream why does it even sound like again i'm gonna have to freaking look it <laughs> let up. me let me google it <laughs> yeah all right, all right. What, what, what's it what's it called wilhelm, wilhelm. I just it's, like, it's a second ah! something like that yeah one one l and will uh, let's see the, the wilhelm uh, scream sound effect let's listen to this three seconds all right for the viewers i'll play it as well Oh, you know, I think, I, I don't know if I could actually do that tone, but that's within my range, I'm pretty sure. Go on then, go on. Let's hey, this is the unsolicited voiceover podcast. This is unsolicited voiceover, I approve. Okay. Approved. Uh, prepare for reverb, I bet. Oh! <laughs> no, that was awful. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>